Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another weekly astrology update. This is going to be a much calmer week than uh, probably March has been. But the rest of April is looking a little crazy, too, but a little bit less of feeling lost, like we're swimming and we can't find our way to, like, the surface to get some air, which is what... March felt like. So I want to remind everyone the best way you can support this podcast. I don't ask for money. I'm fully self-supporting with my own hair. You know, I'm a hairstylist and I've been supporting this podcast myself for the last four years. I don't do Patreon. I don't do anything. So the best way I ask for help for this podcast is to put this out there. Share about it on social media. Comment on my stuff on social media. Um, share it with a friend, rate, review, subscribe. All of those things really help me. And the more you pass that out to people you know, the better this helps that show. Some of you, my lifelong listeners, have been doing it forever and keep doing it. And I'm so fucking grateful for you guys. You have helped elevate this podcast. And every week I'm getting more listeners. So I'm so grateful for you guys that um, are doing that. So this week today on Monday, Mercury moves into Taurus at 12.22 p.m. and it will square Pluto in Capricorn at 2.55 p.m. That will be a little bit later. That's not going to be too intense at all. Then Wednesday, Mercury sextile Saturn. Thursday, we got the full moon in Libra opposite Jupiter in Aries. Friday, Venus sextiles Neptune. Saturday, Mercury sextiles Mars. Um, and then this is like getting Mercury grounded again, getting our minds grounded before Mercury stations retrograde on April 21st. Now, I know some of you, I know some of you are thinking to yourself, oh, great, another retrograde, blah, blah, blah. Well, here you go. Retrogrades happen at least three to four times a year. In 2022, we actually had four because the final retrograde in Aquarius started on December 29th. And we started the year out with a retrograde. We ended the year with a retrograde, started the year out with a retrograde. But it's been about four months so since it ended. So it's time for another one. So we're going to figure out how we can ground our mind before any of that happens. Um, so... You know, it's funny, I'm, move, I'm going to New York City today for spring break, and I will be in New York City probably as soon as Mercury enters Taurus within that by 1 o'clock, 12.30, 1 o'clock, and Mercury is entering in my ninth house, which is far away trips. So every day I go over the astrology, and it never surprises me how it matches up with my life and other people in my life Um so when Mercury enters into Taurus, we are immediately slowing down. We went from Aquarius, where we had a retrograde, which isn't slow, to Pisces, which goes too slow because we get lost, you know, got lost. And that was a big, like, don't know what I'm doing. I have no drive. I don't know which direction I'm going. To Aries, which is brings us over direction and overdrive and over, go, go, oh, now I know I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. All of a sudden, the brain wakes up to now Taurus where the brain is relaxing a little bit. The brain is coming to a happy medium and it's grounding itself with energy. It's grounding itself with energy. So you're not too low, you're not too high, you're just right. And now we can slowly smell the roses, seeing what's happening for us. So, you know, the Mercury retrograde shadow period, some people find it super important. I don't think it's that important. I, you know, I've been studying Mercury retrograde for a long time, and the only time I've ever noticed the shadow period being super intense is if it's leading up to stationing direct, and it, you know, comes in contact with a hard conjunction or an opposition or a square, and this really isn't doing that in Taurus. Not yet, not in the beginning phases. It will, but we'll talk more about that as Mercury retrograde begins. But at the beginning, this is going to be kind of a simple enter into Mercury retrograde. We're going to be seeking 
out enjoyment. Now, the week of Mercury Retrograde, I will say, will be a little crazy because we have the eclipse uh, and all that stuff. But the lead up, the shadow period is not going to be too bad. So we're going to be seeking out enjoyment, but true enjoyment. We might all of a sudden realize something that we thought would bring us enjoyment doesn't. It actually is holding us back or the enjoyment piece is not very solid. We realize something is not very solid. It's very up in the air and not grounding us with love, happiness, and enjoyment. So we're going to be seeking out enjoyment in all of the good ways. And what what's your mind wondering? This is a time where we pay attention to how our mind is wondering and what is it wondering. When you're driving, you start daydreaming. Or if you're walking, running, you start daydreaming. You put a book down, you start daydreaming. Where did your mind wander to, first of all? And I wouldn't be surprised if it starts to wander to taking a trip with yourself. You know, it's going to go to all those Venusian things. Your mind's going to wander to Venusian things. I need to go on a trip with a friend, with a lover, with kids, by myself to color your hair. Now, I would wait if it's something, if you're like blonde and your hair's down to your butt and you said, I want to cut it into a pixie cut and make it blue. I would not do that while Mercury retrogrades in uh, Taurus. I'd wait till after, if you have that idea, till after retrograde. However, in these next couple weeks, you might just want to take care of your hair. You know, not do something too crazy, but I'm saying, you know what? Be like, I haven't gotten highlights and a haircut in six months. It's time for me to take care of myself. Well, hit me up. You know, I got you, girl. But things like that. Again, I would wait if it's something really extreme you want to do with your hair you haven't done yet. I would wait till after Mercury retrograde, even the shadow period. However, this is a good time to actually just apply maintenance to your hair. Take care of your hair. Do something you normally do, but you love. Or even if it's not something you normally do, something that's not so far off of what you naturally like. I would suggest. But if you want to cut it all off and make it purple, definitely wait until it's out of retrograde. And then Mercury moves into Gemini. So we'll definitely, you'll be wanting to cut it all off. Um, starting a physical practice, like a yoga practice. But I'm saying not just like yoga where those intense ones, like the hot one or the bulldog yoga where you have to lift and stuff. Like goat yoga or like a cat yoga or some sort of soft shit like that where your soul needs to ground itself and also be soft. And dinner with friends. You know, seeking these these lighthearted material things that actually bring you really depthful, depth, not depthful, <laughs> depth, emotions, depth within the emotions, within the grounded energy of the connection of what making you happy is, you know. Um, this is also a great time, a grand time for grounding. You know, my favorite thing is going for a hike in the mountains, in the woods. That's always my number one. No one is around you. Make sure you bring your cell phone or it, you know, you're north, south, east or west. Don't go too far out. I go pretty far into the woods, but believe it or not, I'm good in the woods. I grew up in the woods and I have quite like a nose for knowing which direction I'm in. It's kind of weird, but um, going for a hike because when you're in there and you're undisturbed, the trees, the ground, the energy of everything is around you and you are able to be in that energy and it's not the trees aren't disturbed by cars by houses by all of those things the trees aren't disturbed by that so you can go in and feel the grounding that is that's one of my favorites laying down in the yard and imagining that your heart is chakra your heart is going down 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 to the ground you know i like to the green green is the heart chakra but you can also do clear and imagine your heart you're laying on the ground and it's seeping to the middle of the earth and it's connecting to the source of earth whatever the fuck is in the middle of this planet that is what it's connecting to and imagine yourself you can use some guided meditation music some guided music there 
and we're gonna ground our heart chakra. You can even do the with the mind chakra with the inner earth, with planet earth in the middle. Um, making crafts, that can be very grounding for some people and that can be very grounding with Mercury and Taurus. That can bring you a lot of calmness to your mind, making some sort of crafts or committing to an art project or even committing to like, like this sounds very like an arty grounding thing is like, I'm gonna go do a clay pottery class and I'm gonna commit to it for the next two months and sit there and make. Do you get what I'm saying? Very artsy, craftsy, things like that will ground your energy in Taurus. And that's what we need to do. We need to ground ourselves before Mercury retro, before Mercury retrograde begins, we need to ground ourselves, calm ourselves and see what is happening. Now, and that's in each, pattern each placement each transit that's the right word that mercury's doing this week you know we have it moving into taurus and then it squares pluto and then it uh sextiles mars it's all gearing up for that oh and it sextiles saturn i forgot so there's a lot of like so the two malefics it's sextiling so it's getting support mercury and what we're doing with this grounded energy is getting support with mars and saturn it's backing it up now the square with pluto is going to be really fast like you might not see it at all it might just be like a a quick tiff with a family or you know like i'm in going to new york city with my kids and my brother and so this afternoon we might have like a we won't but i'm saying if we did it would be something like, i don't want to go to that restaurant no i do i can't believe you're making me go to that restaurant why are you acting like mom and then get over it you know what i mean like something like that it's gonna be really quick it won't be like really a heavy duty thing now we got this full moon in Libra. It's a calmer Libra. The only thing that's really happening with this full moon in Libra is that it's going opposite Jupiter in um, Aries. So that's like the only big thing, which can be a really big thing depending on how, but I don't know. There's lots of full moons where there's like 10 different things happening with the full moon that makes it more intense. So even though this will feel a little intense, I don't think it's going to be too bad. I think it's going to be a calmer one. The only thing that's really going to be happening is we're going to feel overworked. And we're going to feel out of balance. You know, Libra likes the balance. So having that full moon in our environment, you're going to feel that a little bit. It can also come around where if you've been out of balance and you finally got yourself in, where this moon makes you like, oh, finally, all the right pieces are in place. However, I actually think it's going to be more of what do I need to do? What do I need to let go of so my life's not so crazy? I can't handle the way I'm going right now. There's just too much happening. So again, the end of this week, you're going to be feel, feel very overwhelmed. Like you might have to work full time and have two kids and have a paper due and then your boss needs you to tell this and someone tells you that. So there might be that, like accumulation of like, I can't take this anymore. I can't have all this work. I can't have all this pressure. I need to balance out my life or I'm gonna jump off a bridge. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Don't actually jump off a bridge, but feeling like that, feeling just very overworked and you need immediate balance, like immediate balance. Like I can't do this anymore. I need the immediate balance. Um, and, and feeling like, like that, like that go, go, go is finally catching up to you. You might've been on the go and onto the next and to the next and the next, and it's finally catching up on you and your body feels exhausted. Your mind feels exhausted and you don't want to do it anymore. We can have a general feeling of just being rushed that day, just feeling rushed around over and over again. We, we're going to be a little sensitive to it with having um, the moon in Libra a little more sensitive, again, to our environment. So there's really going to be feeling overworked in our emotions, trying to seek balance, as well as how can we balance out our environment? Something might feel out of whack, out of balance that's really keeping us from being grounded. How can we be grounded if we're always on the go and we don't even pay attention to grounded energy? The day will just kind of feel rushed, I feel like, in general. 
Um, and when we just encounter things throughout our day. And then they're also like, you're going to start seeing what's out of balance and the hows and the whys of it. Like I said, you know now it's going to be right in your face what needs balanced out and you cannot deny it anymore. And you're going to figure out the how, the what, and reflect. There could be some overwhelming sadness about relationships or lost relationships that didn't work out um, and reflection on that. Why didn't it work out? And most of the time when we get down, you know, to our heart, to our soul, we know why it wasn't good for us in some way or it wasn't going to work out. We weren't good for each other or something, whatever that is. But that doesn't mean it doesn't make it any less sad. It's still sad. And we're just going to be feeling that and just sit and feel it and it will go away. You won't die from your emotions. Just sit through them. They will pass. They will come and they will go. They will come and they will go. Um, and, you know, having radical, this full moon, having radical acceptance that we have control over nothing. We have control over nothing but our reaction to our environment, reaction to what's happening us around us. And so we might be fighting that. Libra <laughs> likes to have that control. So, and Aries likes to be out of control. So it might just be like, oh my God, I like have to accept that I cannot change that person. I cannot change that thing. I have zero control over what is happening. I cannot change any of this. So radical acceptance that what we, that we have control over nothing is we don't. So how can we, how can we change, right, ourselves to change whatever's happening around us because we're not going to be able to change anyone else but ourselves and how our reaction is. So that's really the theme of this week, groundedness as well as seeing how your life is overworked and then creating more groundedness out of that. And because you need it, we're going to need it for these next couple weeks, honestly, the groundedness. We need it from March and now we're going to need it for the next couple weeks. So figure out this week. I know it's beautiful in Philadelphia here. The sun is out. Plants, flowers, trees are starting to bloom. Grass is starting to bloom. So how can you make it purposeful every day today to ground yourself, every day this week to ground yourself? It doesn't have to be so major where every day you're in the woods, though I would suggest at least one big thing. It could be as simple as when the sun is shining in a window or at a door, laying down and putting your crystal, you know, on your third eye chakra or around your body, the heart chakra, and allowing that sun to flow through you. Um, ground yourself. Look up. I gave you like six different ways to ground yourself, six different ways to find enjoyment. So figure that out, but take take the chance and invest in yourself. That's really too with Mercury and Taurus is investing in yourself because you deserve that. Invest in yourself with this and invest in your mind, body, and soul. It will pay off. All right, I'm off to New York City, like I said. I think I told you guys we're going to um, with my brother and my niece. I haven't seen my brother in seven years. We're reconnecting, and he lives in L.A., and my niece, and it's been amazing to be with her and them, and we'll never go this long ever again without any of this connection. He's my big brother. He's eight years older. We're best friends my whole life, obsessed with him. And then after our father passed away, and he was living in L.A. full-time and got married, and I really, we just sort of, like, grew apart a little bit, and there was definitely some resentment, some things like that, and now we're coming back together, which is funny. Last week I talked about um, – Saturn and Pisces trining Mars and Cancer and it was like coming back together with family and it's been glorious since he's been here and I'm excited to go to the city and sh and slup around New York City which my mom grew up in New York City so even though as a country girl it's a little side story about me and then we'll end this episode all the astrology of the week is done 
we would take a bus trip. I grew up in Western PA for about six hours in New York City every year. And we would go stay in the city for a weekend. And sometimes we'd go there to see some relatives as well. And I would always be with my brother. You know, he's eight years older. And I would just, he would take me to do all kinds of crazy things. And he's in the film industry. And so always obsessed with like movies and plays and films and everything. And I, we were just laughing about this story. So I must have been 11 or 12. I love sharing this story. And he took me to see the remastered version of um, 2001 Space Odyssey. If you've never seen it, it's the world's most boring fucking movie you could ever imagine in your life. And imagine being an 11-year-old trying to watch that. And I was, I was like, again, 11 or 12. I was like sixth grade, I think, fifth or sixth grade. And we go to like the nine o'clock showing at night. And my mom's out with my aunts. They're out drinking. And he's supposed to be in charge of watching me. And I was so annoyed. I just remember annoyed. I was so mad. I was like, Ryan, I, this is the most boring movie I have ever watched. I do not want to sit here. I don't want to sit here. I think I gave it an hour and we're fighting the whole time. And he's like, damn it, Colleen, whatever. And I was like, I said, give me the key. He's like, here. And I said, I'm walking home. I'm walking back to the hotel. He's like, go ahead, walk back. And I just laughed. And he, we were laughing. He's like, I can't believe you just laughed. I left at 11, 12 years old, left and walked five blocks in New York City. It was probably 10 o'clock at night by myself back to the hotel room. He got in trouble when my mom got home that night. But I still laugh about that story because I was like, if you know me, I was like, I'm not staying here and I'm not doing this. And I walked home all by myself, was not scared at all. We have so many memories of that. And it's been, I think since the last time we've all been together, it's been in your, my brother and I in New York City. Oh God, I mean, maybe I was 15. I think, uh, did he go? We Maybe when I was 19, he was with us when we went then. But um, it's fun to schlep around, you know, from that memory 25 years ago to now with our children, which is a cool experience. So that's just a little bit about my life. I'm ending this episode. I'll be back next week with more. I hope everyone has a happy um, Easter, Passover, spring break, regular break, whatever the fuck you guys are breaking on. I hope it's amazing. And I hope you find all the grounded energy I've been talking about. And I love you guys so much. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Mm-hmm.